Retro Rebel Gamecast is brought to you by TempleofGeek.com, your one-stop shop for all things geek. You can find all of our episodes and fulfill your sci-fi, fantasy, and geek culture-related needs at TempleofGeek.com. Welcome to the Retro Rebel Gamecast, where we discuss gaming and related topics. Retro Rebels released every Friday, and you can find this episode and much more by heading to templeofgeek.com, iTunes, or wherever you download your favorite podcasts. You can even find us on Facebook at Temple of Geek for exclusive content and to see what else we're up to. My name is Stacy, and with me is my fellow Rebel co-host, Amanda. Hello. Hello. Well, how are things? Things are good, man. Uh, I'm off to Dubai on Sunday for a conference for work. So, just uh, clearing up some bits and bobs around the house, getting ready to spend a week in 50 degrees Celsius weather. Hmm. You know in America that means nothing. That sounds quite pleasant, to be honest. <laughs> oh, I know it's not, but... Um, 120 degrees. Nice. Yeah, it's the desert. Uh, it's just awful. Yeah. Well... Uh, well, I, I, you know, when you say bits and bobs, that just reminds me of, uh, Madame Gazelle from Peppa Pig, because my daughter watches that all the time, and that is the teacher, and she says bits and bobs a lot. Well, they, many characters say that. Yeah, it's, it's Um, a very English thing to say. Very English thing to say. And it, and I, and I love listening to it. I could, I could listen to the colloquial, you know, I, I saw, again, this is an aside. I was watching, there's a show, it's on YouTube. I don't know if it's anywhere else, but it's, there's a, there's a guy that in, he interviews celebrities and, and musicians and artists and whatever, but it's over hot wings. So you get like six or eight hot wings and there's like six right. or eight questions. And so you have. Each hot wing has a hotter sauce. So the first hot wing is is mild, and then by the last one, it's the hottest sauce. And uh, Idris Elba was uh, being interviewed by this guy, and you know he loves. Uh, well, if you didn't know, he loves spicy food. But by the last one, <laughs> he's cussing and he's just talking. Oh. But but you know he ex- he was he was asked questions and and they always ask really good questions that are not your typical interview questions you know that really get to you get to know more about the the artist or the the celebrity and uh he was explaining he was explaining what being a cockney is you know how that uh you know how that came about how you would define being a cockney and uh and it, and I kind of knew that I just didn't know the church uh, that the bell, you know, the, I didn't know the church name. I actually thought it was, uh, uh, the bell tower. I thought it was big Ben, but it's, you know, it's a church bell. So anyway, it was, it was just fascinating. It was really interesting. And, and along the same lines, he, he used, that was one of the things he was like, you know, give me five colloquial, you know, English terms that, you know, like, uh, Oh, it was like uh, your Uncle Bob. Bob's your uncle. Bob's your uncle. There you go. <laughs> there you go. It's American Bob's as Bob's your really uncle did. and Fanny's your aunt. That's the one that goes with it. Nice. Nice. Well, he explained what Bob's your uncle means. And, and so, which from what I gathered is like, you know, you're on the right track or whatever. So Yeah. yeah. Um, 
Yeah, cool. It's just it's just cool, and I liked I liked hearing it. And, and if somebody would have said that to me, I was like, "All right, zippity doo dah to you too." All right. So <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so well, what have you been playing? More of the same. Uh, it's the zone versus zone combat in uh, that last survivor mobile game that I've been playing. So I've been. Uh, shoring up my resources and preparing to fight the other zone in open combat. So looking forward to that on the weekend. Uh, Other than that, it's been relatively quiet. I have pretty much given up on Red Dead Redemption. Gonna be returning that. Just, I don't see me playing it. I understand completely. And don't blame you. Um, I purchased it, so there will be no returning it for me. Unfortunately, well, you in know. In fact, I now that wanna... I think of it, I'm putting it in its case now. At <laughs> this very second, well, it's it's uh, funny when we get to kind of some of our news. Um, w- you know, there's a there's a news story about Skyrim, and it just made me think. You know, I still have Skyrim. I, I have not really gotten very far in it, uh, and uh, it is a game that I've always wanted to go back to and 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 play at some point. Because uh, at this, you know, but at this point, it's I'm so far past it. I'm I'm quite sure I won't, but I have hope. And uh, but it's just like that's one of the things about Red Dead. Maybe I'll go try it again at some point. But um, you know, so I, I I keep it for that reason and really that reason. And it's only. in the shipping case as we speak. It's headed home. Um, well, I've been playing. Uh, I guess a little bit more of the same as well. I've cycled through Sea of Solitude, Persona 5. I think I'm almost done with Sea of Solitude, and, and it's pretty simple, you know. And I, I mentioned on one of the other episodes that it's really, there's only like two things that you do, and it's, it's. Um, I think my critique of it was uh, along the lines of a lot of others that have given their reviews that it's it does have something to say. It's just other games have said it better. So it, it does have something to say about depression. It's just other games have done a much better job of being subtle and and uh, saying it without having to explicitly say it, you know. Right. Um, but, uh, yeah, that game will come back uh, later in the show. The I've also been playing Hearthstone. Um, I have been winning, and I have not purchased one pack of cards. Hey! For the new... <laughs> for the... Uh, Secrets of Oldham uh, expansion, and I think it's because I'm a little bit bitter because I didn't get my uh, media pass uh, or my 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 uh, yeah media pass for BlizzCon. I got rejected. Oh no! And so I'm like not giving them any money. Uh, I'm just that's 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 not why, but it did make it a little easier not to buy anything. Um, uh-huh. But yeah, you know, I, I just. I haven't been able to justify it. I've looked at the at the new cards, and like I said, I've always only really played Mage, and so I can I can dust a lot of the cards from other sets and get the cards that I want for my set. So I'm not really worried about buying any this time, uh, and uh, so we'll see how long that lasts. But it's still fun. I still enjoy it, uh, and and uh, so I have been playing that. Because uh, I've been on, on the road a lot, so I haven't really been able to sit down and play at the computer or anything, um, or at, at my uh, PlayStation. So when I do, it's sitting down to play something that I can get in, in spurts. So uh, for the most part, it's been it's been uh, the uh, 
Sea of Solitude and and uh, and Hearthstone and a little bit of Persona Five if I've been able to to log into it because again it, that's so cinematic that pretty much I just watch a cinematic and then I save it and I turn it off again. <laughs> that's pretty much it. Um, but yeah, so that uh that pretty much is all I've been able to play. But I am looking. There is a game coming out uh, this month that I'm interested in. Um, Oh, let me, I'm going to, I'm going to Google it real quick. I'm not even going to pretend to act like I, I know what it is. Um, do, 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 do. Let's see. Games that are coming out. And do, 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 do. Oh, well, crap. Are you familiar with any games that are coming out this, this month? Nothing's really caught my eye recently, to be fair. I'm kind of just waiting for Cyberpunk and uh, the Witcher TV series. Those are the two things that are on my radar. Until then, who cares? (laughs) (laughs) True, I understand. Uh, I do want to play, or I do want to see The Witcher. um, But this game, this is an August release. uh, This game does... Control, that's what it's called. Sorry, man, that was terrible. I, I knew it was right on the tip of my tongue, and I could not think of it. Control. Uh, this looks really interesting. Uh, I'm I'm anxious to see kind of what, what this uh, this entails, or this, this what this game's going to, uh, you know. It's It's got a good pedigree, and, uh, you know, I'm, I would... Basically, you have telekinetic powers. You're you you're a female protagonist. Uh, I think it's made by the same people that did. Um, oh, you liked this game. I'm I'm killing it today with my memory. <laughs> well, that's why we keep you around for your very poignant memory. That's right, for my steel trap of a memory. Ah, just Google it. Everybody has to Google something at least once they in a do. while. I will say, okay. I remember I was telling you about that comic, or that um, TV show I was watching called The Boys, about the superheroes in reality. Well, it's based off a comic, and I'm reading the comic right now. I haven't read a comic in forever. Nice. Yeah, well, I've wanted to see it, and I will. Remedy Games, um, and Remedy, you know, they made Max Payne. Uh, they made Alan Wake. Uh, let's see. The one that I think that you said you liked was Quantum Break. You played that, didn't you? That was the one that kind of is like a movie. Quantum Break. Yes. Yeah. No, that one is good. I like it. So what's coming out from them? Control. Control is a new game, uh, Hmm. coming out by that same developer that made that game. So that made, uh, Quantum Break. Quantum, Quantum Break. So anyway, I knew they had a good pedigree. I knew they had put out good games. I liked Alan Wake. I liked Max Payne when it came out. So uh, this looks really interesting. Uh, there's a so the the tagline here: a secretive agency in New York is invaded by an otherworldly threat. You be, you've become the new director, struggling to regain control. The supernatural third-person action adventure game will challenge you to master a combination of supernatural abilities modifiable loadouts and reactive environments while fighting through a deep and unpredictable world. So it's kind of vague. 
Um, but if you watch, uh, it's a third, you know, third person over the shoulder game, much like every all of their other games. Um, they the cool thing about uh, their video game universe is that pretty much all of the games sort of are happening in the same universe. So like there are Max Payne Easter eggs in Alan Wake. There are Alan Wake Easter eggs in Quantum Break. So uh, they kind of have this game universe where you see, uh, you know, like DC you see Easter eggs. Yeah, a lot, a lot like that. And, and uh, so anyway, I'm I'm actually anxious. This is a game that I don't know that I'll buy. I kind of, at least not on launch. I'd kind of want to see a little bit more about it when it comes out. It's one that I probably would like to rent. But I know me, if I rent it, I don't. I just don't want to waste any money. So I don't want to waste any money at all. I may not even rent it. I'm just going to kind of wait and see and, and maybe watch a little bit more once it's released and see if it's my kind of game, you know. Uh, it may be something that uh you know that it looks good at uh, the the trailers look good some of the gameplay seems to look good when i watch people stream it but then they're only getting what the developer wants you to see and then once it's actually released and i get to see a little bit more uh, about what it's about and, and maybe some of the struggles like Sekiro is a game that i on paper i really want but i know i won't enjoy it because i suck at those games and i'm, I'm terrible at bloodborne i'm terrible at Dark Souls, and so it's Amen. a game I'll never finish, and I don't really enjoy beating my head against the wall. So, anyway, so if it's something like that, then I'll save my money. But uh, I'm gonna wait till it's released. But it is a game I'm excited about. Uh, one of the few games coming out the, for the rest of this year that I'm kind of excited about, which means that our award show at the end may be maybe slim, <laughs> considering <laughs> we may not have played a whole lot of games. It was that came it's out. A, it wasn't this a very year. good year for games, man. Yeah, that's true. I mean, last year was pretty good. This year's a, uh, slim pickings. So, well, uh, do you have any news? That brings us to news. I do have news. Good vibes only. I've decided in this episode, I'm not going to bring up any negative. There has been some negative news, but I'm choosing no negative to Nancy's. ignore it today. So, uh, the news I've got is there's a brand new PlayStation controller. I think it's rose gold, looking dead sick. Wish I could get it. My, If you could see my house, you would know it's full of copper and rose gold. Uh, but, unfortunately, I don't have a PS4. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then there is a story about Skyrim, where a streamer has completed all of the Skyrim main story quest using only a torch. And I think that's hilarious. Um, I think it's hilarious and awesome. It's so awesome. He definitely used like non-damaging moves, so like stuns and things like that. But the only weapon damage that he inflicted was from a torch. If you want to see that story, check it out on PCGamer.com. It is really clever how he's managed to do it. Uh, and then the Nintendo Switch announced that the Switch Lite is not only going to have a better battery, but like a, it's going to be a bit lighter and the display is going to be a bit better. So it sounds like for people who just want a handheld that it might be a really killer option with really long battery life and it's funny because um, I actually when I decided I was gonna read this comic book I actually picked up a Amazon Fire tablet they're only like 50 quid 
which isn't loads, but they have like an immersive reading experience, which means that instead of trying to zoom in on the tiny little frames, when you swipe or tap to the right, it takes you from one frame to another and automatically zooms it in and stretches it to fit. So you actually can like see everything quite a bit better. Um, even better than maybe if you even had the comic book in your hand because they're sort of about the same size um, except you can obviously zoom in on the frames much larger than you could on a piece of paper. So all that to say that although a lot of people carry around a lot of devices and now I've got two cell phones, a laptop, and an Amazon Fire tablet, there really hasn't been for a long time in my argument since the PSP a really good handheld gaming console so I'm looking forward to the switch I'm looking forward to it having kind of really good battery life and things like that and it might be and I'm putting this out here it might be the first time I buy a Nintendo console in nearly 20 years so I'm not gonna jinx it yeah so. don't jinx it <laughs> <laughs> uh, the switch is uh, I've, I've enjoyed the switch I, I can't lie. It's my. It's been my favorite Nintendo console in more than a decade, for sure. Easily, um, handheld wise. I, I, I mean, I liked the DS, but I, I think I was a little too old to really enjoy it, and so I didn't really get to to play it and, and enjoy it like you know uh, maybe generations younger than me. Um, I was just on the move too much. But now I'm a little bit older, and this is way more powerful. And so the type of games that I'm able to to play on on the Switch. It's just I can play everything I want to, including the old games, as you know the the I think Super Nintendo game SNES or SNES I think is how SNES. they want you to say it. Uh, is uh, those games are are uh, kind of on the docket from what I've read uh, to to be released as well. So that's exciting, especially if you pay the twenty dollars a year for the online access, you get all those games. So. Um, Does yeah, that allow you exciting. to download the games onto the device's hard drive and access it without the internet? No, I think you have to be connected uh, because you just stream the games. You just click it and play See, it. See, the challenge that I have is that uh, we're underground a lot of times when we're traveling, so I don't have consistent access to the internet. Only when we plug right. to a station and only for a second if the Wi-Fi can connect fast enough. Right. So the reason why I went for an Amazon Fire tablet was because it's sort of made to not really be connected because it only right. has Wi-Fi. You can't use, like, 3G. So, like, you can download Amazon Prime Video video you can download books you can you know so it's kind of made to have things downloaded into it yeah. um, and most of the apps are offline apps i would say most of the apps on the switch are as well like i mean if i want to play breath of the wild you can play it anywhere um i've got the the cartridge and so you just play it anywhere if i want to play most of my games i either have them on the hard drive or i've got the cartridge and so i can play them anywhere it's just the throw you know the nes and snes games that you can that you have to kind of be connected to so you can stream them yeah right? i mean i can i think i can rent switch games through the same service i use to rent xbox games so i've kind of been toying with the idea of, of getting one but you know then that's going to be me carrying around five devices in my handbag like <laughs> it's a big stream <laughs> Yeah, well, and you know, and the, and they all kind of do. There's probably some overlap. I know that the Switch you can watch uh, Netflix as well. So, yeah, yeah, it has all. Anyway, so, well, that's interesting. Um, 
the the uh, Skyrim story was one that I had you know you had posted it and, and I read it and that was that's a good story you know and the thing about Skyrim which I think is so cool and this is what Bethesda's gotten away from you had so, there was so much you could do in that game and the and and like going back through it and 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 playing it and finishing it in so many different ways with a torch one guy finished the game and this is, I actually watched this video watched the guy he finished it with just his fists he punched everything into submission he was <laughs> punching dragons to death you know he had the he had the gauntlets and he or whatever the the dra- the dradic uh dred um daedric daedric yeah thank you I knew you would know um, <laughs> the Daedric gauntlets, and he is just punching dragons to death, and uh, and he it was just awesome. Um, so man, that, uh, games they used to, they just don't make them like they used to, do they? Um, <laughs> you sound like an old fart. I know, I know it, I know it. I can't help it. Uh, well, speaking of being old and and uh, and probably just as all this. Um, all, all the world passes me by. Gaming passes me by. I've got, I've got some things here for our topic today. We were talking about, uh, you know, we wanted to change it up, be a little bit more positive. We've, I think we've harped on uh, the game industry, and we've it should have at least two black eyes at this point. I mean, it, it it's done some things, and and I think it's, I don't know if it's learning its lesson, but it's definitely being disciplined. So we'll come back to that. Uh, <laughs> those topics later, but but this week we wanted to do something a little different, a little bit more positive, maybe a little silly, and uh, you know we wanted to talk about maybe some uh, some personal unlikely horror scenarios, uh, some scenarios that were were maybe it's not scary to you, but man, it's it's uh, it, it's scary to us. <laughs> And, uh, you know, and so you had some that I thought were really, <laughs> I thought they were funny. And, and again, like if you think, if you have any, uh, you know, scenarios where, you know, these, this is terrifying to me, but maybe it's just my own personal phobia. Let us know, you know, shoot us in, those in the comments or, or shoot us an email. Uh, but Amanda, what are some of your, uh, we'll just go back and forth. I'll tell you some of mine. Most of mine are going to be, uh, gaming related specifically, uh, things that probably aren't that scary, but they're scary to me. But yes, what are some of your well, some of your uh, mine unlikely... are mostly gonna be th- game. If this was turned into a game, yes, I would nope my way right out of it. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't have to be the whole game, but I think this particular scenario or these few scenarios that I've detailed, I would find particularly traumatizing. Uh, Starting off with a game where you're trying to fall asleep and the game is completely quiet. Maybe it's an immersive experience. Maybe it's VR. And all you hear is one lone mosquito. Just one. Just one. (laughs) But the whole goal of the game is try to get to sleep. But you know there's a mosquito there. (laughs) Yes. And you it can't, would be a long game, but it would be a scary one. <laughs> that's that's fine. Yeah, sometimes the short experiences are, are are better. And if and finding it is satisfying, if you can find it and eliminate it, there's to me that's one of those things that's super annoying. But I think in, in a similar, and and this could just be me, but if you've ever been camping, it's happened. But it's happened to me in my house. I used to live out in the country, and we had. 
we had these mole crickets or they were like mole yep. crickets and basically they could jump four or five feet in the air and uh, you would be sleeping and they would be crawling on you. And I slept light enough that I could feel it crawling over me. Oh, talk about terrifying, like having to get your mind that that feeling. I don't if you could do it in VR and, and you had some kind of haptic bodysuit and you could feel something that was moving by you or crawling over you while you're sleeping. Uh, let's just say that I got to the point where it happened enough that I would just, I would catch it. Like I would just, if it was crawling across my shoulder, I'd catch it on my shoulder, sit up in bed, throw it as hard as I possibly could against the wall and go back to sleep. Wow. That was, that was how often it actually happened. I think, (laughs) I think for mine, your only two options are to get up, turn all the lights on and try to find the mosquito and kill it. which obviously is going to damage your time to falling asleep or to try to create an impenetrable cocoon of blankets uh, around your entire body so that it can't bite you. But I think if it bites you and successfully draws blood, it's game over. And if you have to turn on the light, it's game over. Because you're not going back to sleep then. Well, I mean, it just depends how quickly you can fall asleep. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> or maybe you've got like maybe you've got only a very short period of time that you can that you can if you turn the light on, you have like thirty seconds or a yeah, like minute. Five Night and Freddy's. Yeah, and if you can't find it, then it's game over. Or maybe if you turn the light on long enough, it attracts moths, and then you have double the problem. <laughs> <laughs> well. um so along that line, I kind of wanted to say one of mine that's scary. It's a, it's it's a it's a game trope, and and I think it's scary to other people, but it probably shouldn't be. Uh, and that's you know the the twenties, thirties, forties, fifties style music that's just played in the background, juxtaposed against something that's really terrifying. Well, nowadays, if I hear 50s music, 40s music, I cannot help but think of something like Bioshock or, (laughs) you know, a movie where it's like this, it's, I automatically am off put by the music because it's like, I'm, I'm just, I go, my mind goes back to that place and I'm thinking, (laughs) uh, yeah. And so it's just, it, it just, it's disturbing. Um, so that, that kind of music completely off-putting now it is and that that's in real life so i don't have to hear it in the game i can hear it in real life and it's off-putting oh i totally get that i think sometimes your experiences in games can like tie the music to it forever like there are songs oh, from yeah. the soundtrack of fallout three and four that now every time i hear them i'm like fallout huh yeah and you're happy well, I'm happy, but, you know, I don't have any sort of PTSD related to it. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently I do. Uh, all right, so, so my, my next one is, uh, and this is probably more of a women's thing than it is a guy thing, but you're, like, walking to your car at night. This is the whole game. You're walking to your car at night, and you hear footsteps behind you, and you think, oh, there's somebody behind me. You turn around, there's nobody there. Yeah. yeah. You keep walking, you let go a bit further, you hear the footsteps again, once again, nobody there, and then you see out of your, like, peripheral shadow, 
still nobody there. Do you know what I mean? Like that would freak me. And you have to, this maybe has like some sort of um, heart rate monitor. You have to like stay calm because if you look like you're nervous, that somehow incentivizes people to mess with you, I have found. Like if you Ah. look like you belong there, then generally people don't bother you. But if right. you try to go out of your way to avoid them and things like that, it's like you invite the attention because now right. you've deviated from your original path. It's kind of like if there's a group of people, you've kind of got to decide if you're going to cross the road or you're going to just own that. Do you know? Like, right. And generally right. speaking, it's best to just maintain course because once you move, you've now done the same thing in their peripheries, and now they're paying attention. But Brought attention th- th- to yourself. This would be a terrifying horror scenario. It would be really hard for me to keep my heart rate down in that particular scenario. Understood. I, I think that's understandable. Absolutely. Um, for me, and this is probably uh, this is probably along the same lines of something that's understandably scary, but it's like this for me during the day. I am I am scared of bodies of water where I cannot see below the surface. So I don't like being in bodies of water where I cannot see below the surface. So, um, you know, lakes are kind of You'd like... You'd hate a, Florida then. No, I, well, I, I'm not going to get into the the bay or i don't like getting into lakes anymore i've just seen too many creatures that live in there that i'm like nah that's their house not mine well you know in florida almost all the lakes are tea colored because mangroves they their roots dye the water like a tea colored brown and also Ah. uh here the thames is very 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 muddy so the all of the water around the thames is also tea colored as well nope nope Stay in the boat. Lots of um, bodies in the Thames, but no real creatures. So if anything touches you, it's definitely a dead body. It's definitely a dead body. So, well, and, and along these same lines, I think a, a really a scary game, I think, could be made out of something like this where uh, you take the, the whole the idea of like 47 meters below or 47 uh, feet. Uh, 40, what was the there's a there's a kind of a horror movie where you've got somebody who's stuck out in the ocean. Oh, I haven't and, seen it. Okay, well there's a there and it's it's basically this person who's stuck out in the ocean and they're it's dark and they're surrounded by sharks and you can't hear them or you can't see them, you can just hear them. Um I think that if you put somebody, let's say it's VR and you put somebody in a cage and you drop the cage deep into the ocean, and everywhere you looked is where you would get, you know, you could see whatever was close. And you have like maybe a, a forehead or, a, a, you know, a, a forehead mounted flashlight so that in every direction that you looked, you'd be able to see whatever is around you. Uh, so you could hear things behind you. You could hear something swimming past you behind you. You turn in the cage. It's not there or it's just literally staring you in the face. Forget that. Um, That's horrific. Yeah, I think that would be a I think that would be a, an excellent <laughs> horror experience that I could do without. I mean, I was like, I'd like to invent that game and never play it. See, one of mine is very similar to this, but this is like you're in a swimming pool. Yeah, it's night. Yeah. You're just having a casual swim and something touches your leg. Oh, yeah. Forget that. 
Yeah. yeah. Forget that. <laughs> forget it right now. I don't know what the object of that game would be just to freak you out, but just that like, one thing? it would totally, yeah. it would, that would just freak me out. I'd be absolutely done. Like, well, it, what if you could be in the game and then someone just brushes past your leg on purpose while you're immersed in the game? Also like, horrific. Also <laughs> horrific. No, thank you. I, I think that so many of my fears kind of spur off of this particular one. You know, I think if you could put whispers in there as well, somehow you just whisper something and, you know, it, it can be just barely audible and almost words enough that I could mishear it as something terrifying. Um, that would that add that to it. Super terrifying. Add to it the fact that there's, I, I mean, I don't know what this phobia is, but there's so many things at the bottom of the ocean that, you know, giant things, terrifying looking things that uh, if you were to just twist them enough to make them a, just a little scarier, larger eyes, bigger teeth, just bigger in general, more spikes and spines and... Oh, yeah, the ocean's bloody terrifying. It's just terrifying. It's it's just terrifying. So, you know, along those lines, again, with uh, Sea of Solitude, and I, I, I've mentioned this months ago, maybe a year ago, with Final Fantasy f- uh, 15. I just have this unnatural phobia of giant monster animals uh like unnatural monsters. like i'm not afraid of an elephant i'm not afraid of a, gi- a giraffe or a rhinoceros or you know lion or anything like that it's the unnatural looking ones uh if there's a uh a pterodactyl that's the size of my house terrifying if there's a <laughs> thunderbird you know that's literally blocking out the sun terrifying um, you know, if there's, uh, the, 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 the dragon, uh, from Harry, uh, not Harry Potter, but, uh, the new Harry Potter fantastic beast movie, there's that dragon that, that can warp into a different, you know, it can actually warp across the world. It can go through like a, Forget uh, it. yeah. Oh, well, it, it's the way that it moves and the way that it looks. It looks like if animal from the Muppets could have been twisted into like a terrifying like Chinese dragon terrifying see I didn't find that one like scary at all yeah that one it's just off-putting to me it's like I can't I can't turn away from it and I want to keep looking at it but I don't want it to get close to me like just don't get close to me I want to see it it just it is so it's so unnatural that I that it's just it it's off-putting to me See, I would be. I know that's weird. I would. I would find the concept of being trampled terrifying. So, like, it doesn't yeah. necessarily have to be a big thing. But, like, let's say, for example, you were in Red Dead or whatever, and yeah. you fell off the top bit of a barn onto the bottom into the stables into a horse paddock, and you broke your leg. Like the idea yeah. that that horse could crush your head yeah. at any point, at any time would freak me the hell out so you would have to you would have to stay calm to keep the horse calm fuck that nope (laughs) well i don't know i think it's like the eyes i think it's the eyes and the you know the the unnatural features features that just aren't common with with animals um you know elephants have sweet eyes and and intelligent eyes these have like eyes that are staring through you into your soul (laughs) past you um 
What if I don't, it was just I, a little friendly blobfish? Little well, see, the blobfish, blobfish is undesirable. Uh, I'm just thankful that it's really small. If it were big, uh, I kind of want to touch it, would, it, though. It looks like it would feel cool. Well, it a blobfish kind of looks just sad. It looks like not sad like it's a sad creature. Like it looks like it's emotionally sad. <laughs> And and I think because of that, it's a little bit. I'm a little bit more likely. Uh, I, I'm just more compassionate to the blobfish as opposed to something like an anglerfish that's at the bottom of the ocean. If that thing was six foot long and four foot tall, I would kill it with fire. Um, oh, what about this one? So it's a game where you're a castaway, yeah, but yeah. you're like in the middle of a desert and there's an oasis. But the oasis is like completely full, yeah, of those little tiny um, octopuses that will immediately kill you. Uh, those <laughs> clear ass jellyfishes that will immediately kill you. And those lion rockfish things that will immediately kill you. And the whole right. like goal of the game is to catch the rockfishes because I think they're edible or one of the fish that you can eat but they're like edible uh, right. drink from the water without accidentally drinking any of the jellyfish or anything like that what and just that? generally surviving when your only water source is an absolute treachery Right. that would be scary that is terrifying it's terrifying because so much can go wrong and most of it you can't even see Forget um, it, man. Forget it. You know? Yeah. I mean, I think uh, that I'm coming up with an idea that maybe in October we're going to have to just come up now with our own horror game that is only <laughs> horrifying to our, us. Um, just a long yeah. street of the things we're afraid of. Well, another one that <laughs> I had is, um, so this is like a, like a family simulator, uh, but at one point in the game you drop a bit of food on the floor while you're having dinner. You put it on the edge of your plate. When you finish eating, it's not there. Oh. That's, that freaks me out in real life. Yeah, that super freaks me out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but the thing is, is that don't you think that, I mean, do, do you ever, like, not find it? Have you? I mean, has this happened to you? Oh, yeah. It happens on a semi-regular basis. I don't know what happens to it. Like, does it, like, roll into the plate into other food when I'm not looking and then I end up eating it? Or, like, do I, does it brush itself back onto the floor and then I just didn't see it? You know? I also It seems like a major about, oversight. Like, if you break a glass, you know, like, on the floor... And, like, yeah. for days after that, you're, like, paranoid that you're going to step on some glass. Like, you don't trust your own cleaning ability. <laughs> oh, for sure. That's that's true. I mean, I trust it to an extent. It's like I only trust it with certain things. And forget it if you, you break know. a glass on the carpet. You just, just oh, move out. Yeah. You're never going to find all the move. pieces. <laughs> that's true. Although... I think it uh, it's it's so much worse if it's on like tile or like white linoleum or something where you almost can't even see it and it doesn't even shine and then you just slide your foot right over it into a piece of glass. Yeah. That yeah, forget that, that is terrifying forget as well. That. What's another one of the ones you had? Well, cuz I've got I think one more. I think uh well I've kind of I kind of have uh I guess it's really just one, but I had two one thing is just I'm I'm a little bit terrified of the dark abstract 
And what I mean by that is pretty much if you just were to be able to go into Tim Burton's head and and really dig for like the darkest parts of Tim Burton's head, like uh, if you watch Charlie and the Chocolate Factory and you see Johnny Depp's smile is terrifying to me. Johnny Depp's <laughs> eyes are terrifying. He, you know, uh, if you've seen the Soundgarden video for Black Hole Sun, how oh, yeah. they turn everybody's mouths a little bit wider than they normally would their eyes are a little bit wider than they normally it's that face right there yes <laughs> you, you all can't see it but amanda made it as close as possible to the uh the actual terrifying face you're um, welcome enjoy that in your nightmares <laughs> it's it's in my nightmares um you know in games the splicers were kind of like this from bioshock uh we happy few they wore those yeah, masks that was freaky. uh that that were a little bit off-putting um, you know, there's a movie, there's a game, uh, that j- was just released. I watched the, the trailer for it called dark D A R uh, Q. And it's kind of like this surreal you're stealing my name. Yeah. Uh, it's like you're basically you're in a dream, uh, and you're, you know, you're, you're trying to, I mean, there's, there's theories as to exactly, cause the game has been released and there's theories as to what exactly is happening who is dreaming and where are they and things like that and there are clues in the game as to that that can i guess shed some light on that uh no pun intended because it is a dark game and it is literally dark uh but there's a lot of abstract monsters like monsters that don't really have faces pushing themselves on wheelchairs it's why silent hill is so off-putting to me you know they things are just yeah. not natural they they move you know that in that jerky motion and they don't have faces and they you know they they're they're contorted again terrifying um so that's that i guess the the abstract uh, and so when i see some abstract art and just in real life sometimes that can that's it's off-putting enough it's like nah i Let's watch Winnie the Pooh. Let's listen to uh, nursery rhymes. It's something to get my mind off of this uh, terrifying abstractness. That's creepy. Yeah. Yuck. So you would really hate if there was like an augmented reality filter on Google Glass that made everyone's faces look like that. Yeah, like uh, like the movie Jacob's Ladder, uh, where he was seeing everybody's face as like a demon. Um, or like when, Constantine. If you, I, Yes, well, Constantine did it. Uh, I think uh, Fallen with Denzel Washington uh, may have done it as well. Um, yeah, where you're looking around and you're seeing and people are looking at you and they, it's like they look at you and they and they know and then their face contorts. It's like, nope. Yeah. Terrifying. Also nope. Terrifying. Also nope. So my last one has to do with the bathroom. And this is a game that involves... A bit of toothbrush Jenga, uh, some some poo spray orientation. Just I really have like a bit of a sensitivity to the concept that the wet brushel bristles of my toothbrush might touch anyone else's wet bristles, like bristles of their toothbrush. Like it just really skeeves me out. Also, I've seen the like 
thing from Mythbusters where they show how far the like toilet shoots the spray kind of everywhere. So in my mind, <laughs> I'm kind of always doing a Jenga between the toothbrushes touching each other, them being too far away from the toilet so that it's just, there's as minimal splashback as possible. And then the third part of the game is you're in another room, but not far away that you can enough here and you hear what sounds like your toothbrush falling somewhere in the bathroom. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you hear a toothbrush hitting the... Is it the sink? Is it the floor? Was it the side of the toilet? Oh, I, I know the sound very well <laughs> if it hit any of those. I could tell you if it hit the, the sink, the toilet, or the floor. I could tell you. And was uh, it or yours? The, or the bathtub. Was it someone else's? I mean, we, we may never yeah. know. <laughs> we may not. See, it sounds like if I were guessing that there is a bit of, there is a control issue here. There is a, a bit of OCD. Uh, Just with, a little bit. With, yeah, with, with some of your fears here. Um, and mine are just kind of irrational. Uh, and a lot are music and large monster eyeball based. Um, the, uh, the last one that I was going to say is, is, is really, uh, it, it is go back to music but it's it's and it's from a game but i think the most terrifying music that i have ever listened to in games maybe even in in movies you know if i were to compare all the mediums the most terrifying music that i've ever listened to in something you know in a in a movie or a game is from a nintendo game it's actually from a series of nintendo games made by uh Oh, who is it? I'm going to find the publisher. Um, I have been 04 with my publishers today. I know you're really struggling. This is now too much Googling. I'm putting you on notice. This is it. This is the last one. Shadowgate. Let's see. Who who made it? Kimco. Okay. Kimco. I, I wanted to say uh, Koei or Koei, K-O-E-I. Uh, but I believe that was Romance of Three Kingdoms. So it's Kimco. That was who uh, published it. So in the in the 80s and 90s, it may have come out like in 89, 90, there was a game called Shadowgate uh, that, that came out on the NES. Uh, Kimco published it. Kimco, I think they published Deja Vu before that. And uh, The Uninvited. Or maybe The Uninvited was first. Either way, Shadowgate was the first one that I played. The Uninvited was the other one. And if you if you look up, in fact, if we may see if we can find box art for The Uninvited and put that as the tagline picture for this episode because the box art alone is terrifying. It is of a skeleton that has eyeballs that is wearing a dress that's coming out of the closet. It's, I mean, it's freaking terrifying. Um, so just Google it. Give it, give that, that's your, that's your one Google that you can do uh, is look up. The Uninvited by Kimco, a uh, Nintendo game. And just look up that box art. Anyway, it's polyphonic music. So, you know, it, it it's limited in its range of, of notes that it can actually even play. But it's it uh, generally throughout the game and in each one of these games, you have a, you know, you, you have this calming kind of like ethereal, mysterious music playing in the background and you're going from room to room or whatever and it's a, it's an adventure game uh so it's more and it's on nintendo so it's limited by the technology but you basically go room to room and you're figuring out how to use items to solve puzzles 
So it's really not all that uh, involved in terms of gameplay, but it is challenging and it is actually much more immersive than it sounds. And the music has a lot to do with that. Well, the terrifying part is when you do something wrong or you mess up or you make the wrong combination or make the wrong choice, the music switches on a dime and it changes completely to this this high-pitched, terrifying, fast-paced music that that lets you know immediately, even if you couldn't see the screen, that you just fucked up. Wait, is it this? Yep. See, but you know what that music is? You know what that music is right there? That music is from Shadowgate, and that music is telling you that you are on the cusp of making a bad decision. <laughs> or, or you're going to make the right decision, but you have to make it quick. That's stressful. That stressed me it's out. It's stressful. That music is stressful. And thank you for playing that because now you're going to actually be able to hear it uh, in the in the in the uh, episode. So you can see that 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 music right there. That's where it switches from the calm background music to the actual uh, to, and then it's going to transition from there to the terrifying music, even more terrifying music if you actually make the wrong decision. Yeah, there's a so. a playlist for this game if anybody wants to check it out. It's on YouTube. It's called NES Shadowgate Complete OST, and that song was called Shadowgate Danger. <laughs> Appropriately named. I could not have named it better. Danger. Absolutely. Well, and in Shadowgate, you have um, one of the uh, items that you have in your inventory. You have torches. Unlike Skyrim, these are not meant for completing the game in terms of like attacking. You have to have <laughs> them to see. So you're in this castle, Shadowgate, and you have to have them to see. If you run out of torches, game is over. So when your last torch or when your torch that you currently have lit is winding down it's about to run out that music starts to play and so you're it's stressing you out because you're like okay either i gotta find another torch or i've got a light one and i don't know how long i have left yeah. with this torch wow. but at any second it could go out and if it goes out then that's ball game oh yeah terrifying yeah no that, that was and they're they're doing something with like deteriorating the sound so it's like it sounds like a battery dying it's really creepy yeah okay so i am i'm not alone i think that that you've just added to a list of fears (laughs) i never knew i had (laughs) yeah well good well i think we should revisit this too and, and take some of these really terrifying ideas and create now not only did we create the greatest game ever earlier this year but we're going to create the greatest horror game Excellent. Ever. Franken game part two. Franken game part two, three, four, five, six. <laughs> Very nice. So, any party, any last thoughts on uh, on on this uh, random but terrifying topic? I mean, usually we say make that game, but in this instance, please don't. <laughs> no, burn it, burn it with fire. Yes. So. <laughs> well, that wraps up this episode of Retro Rebel Gamecast. I want to thank Amanda for this week's discussion. All of the notes from this episode will be posted on our site, templeofgeek.com. If you'd like to add to the discussion or reach out with questions, sound off in the comments or email us at retrorebel at templeofgeek.com. If you like what you hear, head over to iTunes or wherever you download your podcast and subscribe so you'll be sure to get each episode as it's released. And rate us because that really helps our show. Until the next time. See you later.